0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of blame it on the stars podcast we spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars it is jade here and it's Kara, and this is crazy This is very crazy. What's going on? Why is this crazy? In the astrology, there's nothing happening this week. Convenient for us because this is our anniversary episode. We're entering into year three. So that's wild. Thank you all so much for being with us through all of the transits that happened. So since there's nothing really happening in the astrology and it's our anniversary, we wanted to do something very special. We asked you all what astrology questions you wanted answered, and we picked three of our favorite questions to celebrate year three. Conveniently, we're recording this on the third, 333 Angel Number Vibes, but yeah, we're going to be answering all of your burning astrology questions, telling you everything you need to know, a little bit about degree theory, a little bit about astrocartography, a little bit of transit stuff and yeah that's pretty much it we're going to tell you everything you need to know but next week though just so you know there's going to be some big changes in the astrology next week in next week's episode you can expect us to talk all about mercury re-entering gemini there's a full moon in sagittarius so in case you're like okay astrology Q&A, but what about the stars? Next week's loaded, and it's also the last week of Gemini season next week, so take this week as a breather, enjoy, because the last week of Gemini season will be a little bit more chaotic.
1: So let's get into our questions. We picked three, top three questions, because this is our third year of the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions. We got some through our Instagram DMs at BLMeTheStars if you want to give us a little follow. We also got a few voice messages, which is really exciting. It's a new thing that we are trying out. So our first question is actually an audio, and everyone's going to hear one of our listeners. All right, play the track. Play the audio. Hi, hey, Jade and Kara. I love your podcast. And I actually got a reading from Jade <laughs> a few months ago. But I just wanted to ask, do you guys do so- anything specific for transits that occur in your life? When transits happen for me, I kind of just look to see like what house it's happening in for me. And kind of like let the universe do its thing. But I guess do you guys like take more action when transits come up for you or utilize them in some way or do you kind of just let the universe do its thing or do you feel that you naturally just channel that energy? I just want to see what you guys do because right now I'm only just like kind of reading my horoscope and pretty much letting the universe do its thing. But I wanted to see what you guys had to say about that. Thanks so much.
0: Okay, thank you so much for your question. And yes, I do remember giving you a reading. So I'm I'm happy you're still here. That's awesome. This is a really good question. I can say for me, personally, when it comes to the transits, I do a, a combination of both. Sometimes I'm just letting life happen and I'm not really paying attention to the astrology and then something crazy happens. And then I'm like, I wonder what's going on in the stars. Let me check What's happening, and you know, it'll add up somehow or another. But there are some instances where I am really on it with the transits, most likely because there's something specific I'm looking to do, or some specific changes that I'm looking to make in my life. And I want to make sure that I'm choosing the best time to do it, kind of like electional astrology, but not so specific. So I think for me, It is a little bit of both. Sometimes you can kind of just feel the shift on its own. Like when Jupiter entered Aries, I knew when it was coming, even if I didn't directly know that it was happening because it was entering my fourth house. And as Kara has just seen, I redid my room. And if you're a Capricorn rising, you're probably thinking about redoing something in your living space or expanding your home somehow or another. But In that situation, I kind of knew it was coming. I kind of felt it coming. And then it it made sense in the astrology. But then there's more specific instances where it's like, I need to plan something around the astrology, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I do a very similar type of thing in my own life, too, where sometimes, especially like Jade was just saying, if there's something big coming up or something that I want to do or some other type of like event. Or, I don't know, like family gathering, just something that's going to be happening, and I know about it. I will sometimes go and like look at the chart of the day to kind of see what's going on, but I don't necessarily check my horoscope every single day. And fun fact the way that Jade and I learned astrology initially was kind of from, you know, experiencing things and then being like, okay, like, Why did this happen? And then looking up the chart after and then being like, oh, like, I understand, you know, this happened because Mercury's in Aries right now. And that's why X, Y, and Z happened. So I feel like it's a combination of looking ahead and looking at how things went in the past. So yeah, I feel like everyone kind of goes through phases too, where they're very into the astrology and tracking their transits and looking at everything. And then other phases where you're kind of just going with the flow and it's all about how this works for you and what kind of like works best for you too because there is a time where it can happen sometimes where you're focusing so much on the astrology that you aren't able to live in the moment or you're just like assuming things will be bad because this transit is coming up instead of just letting yourself experience you know, life the way that it's supposed to happen. So at the end of the day, I think it really is just about finding balance between looking at the transits and then just kind of like trusting the process. Yeah. And one
0: thing I want to add, if you're like a daily horoscope tracker, and this is coming from someone who used to write daily horoscopes, believe it or not, that's kind of what I started doing when I entered the professional astrology world was I wrote horoscopes. Some days it's, The only thing that's happening is the moon is shifting, right? Like this week, specifically in the astrology, what we have the moon entering Virgo and then the moon moves to Libra and then it moves to Scorpio. And that's like pretty much kind of it. And the moon will stay in a sign for like, you know, around like two days, a little bit more than that. It can get pretty boring, like, you know, especially as someone who would write the horoscopes to be like, oh, another day that the moon's in Libra. And, you know, it'll be in Libra tomorrow and then it'll go into Scorpio and it just gets kind of redundant. But I also remember, too, on that note, when I was learning astrology and tracking my transits every day and I would see, oh, my gosh, like the moon is, you know, it's square my Venus right now. Like this must be stressful. But then in a few hours, that's not happening anymore. I think like the daily check ins they can provide some insight, but it gets very redundant and the moon energy will move fairly quickly. So you might see something that might seem more stressful than it really is just because it's going to pass pretty quick. Like I remember a while ago, someone like had a tweet or a TikTok or something where it was like, this day is so intense. The moon is square Pluto. And I was just thinking like, you know that that's not that's going to be gone tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it'll be intense, but it happens every month. And it it goes away quickly. So I just want to add that if you're like someone who's new and like using the app like Astrofuture and seeing something like intense from the moon, like it does move fast. So checking it every day, like yes, there can be some stuff that's valuable, but it also might just be something that you experience every month and it's not surprising or not new
1: yeah that's actually so true especially if you listen to like our season episodes for example we will go through like the different aspects and things that are happening but we try to emphasize the fact that that's again a lot shorter than the whole transit so like mercury will be in aries for a certain amount of time about a month ish because it moves about the same speed as the sun But those aspects that are happening are only happening for like a day or so. And that does change based on like the planets that we're talking about because two outer planets that are making an aspect will last way longer than the moon. And this is just something that you kind of, I don't know, learn over time. I know that this is something that I read in a book and I didn't fully understand what that meant until I started actually looking at the transits. Like Saturn square Uranus, for example, that will happen for you know, a longer period of time, it happened multiple times. And then like, you know, the moon, like a moon aspect will happen for like a day, not even a day because it moves so fast. So like, I guess my point is, is that if you're listening to this and you want to track your transits, Paying attention to things like the full moon and the new moon and then when planets change signs and especially when like outer planets kind of change signs is always going to be really important because it's giving you like an overview of a theme of something that's going on for a longer period of time than just like you know, a moon aspect. I'm not saying that like moon aspects aren't important because they are important. They do, you know, affect the way that your day is going. And if you're into like electional astrology and picking the best time to do it, like they do matter. But again, it would be really hard and really difficult to look at every single little thing that's happening in the sky and in your own chart. And like it'll be really complicated. So to keep it like simple for yourself and to find a way to use it in a way that, you know, makes sense and that, you know, can be integrated into like your everyday life like those are the types of things that you would want to pay attention to
0: our next question was sent to us on instagram from lexi lexi is a leo rising taurus sun and cancer moon so lexi says happy three years you've said the ninth degree is ruled by sagittarius i really want to learn more about degrees where did you learn this info
1: So degree theory is something that is used in modern astrology, and basically each sign is associated with a degree from zero degrees all the way to 29 degrees. If you are watching this on Spotify and you're watching the video podcast version, or if you're watching the version of this on YouTube then you can see like a picture of the zodiac degrees, a little graphic for you. You can screenshot that too if you want something to, you know, help you remember the different zodiac degrees and how to use it. But back to what this is, it's basically another way or another layer to your astrology practice. So, you know, when you're looking at like a new moon, for example, the new moon could be in Sagittarius and then you know what a new moon in Sagittarius means and then you could add the added layer of the degree that the new moon is happening so like if it's happening at the ninth degree then that's also a Sagittarius degree which is adding on additional like Sagittarius type of energy so to recap each sign is associated with a degree you look at whatever transit that you're looking at whether it's in your own birth chart or in the sky and then you can look at the degree to get a little bit of in additional information about it if you're new to astrology it's don't don't worry about it cuz it might be a little bit overwhelming to be dealing with so many different aspects at the same time but if you're someone who has been tracking the transits for a while and wants a way to i don't know get a little bit more nuance i guess in your own like horoscopes or whatever you're looking at this would be a really good way to use it one of the things that helps me
0: remember the degrees And I apologize if this actually confuses people more than it helps, but for the right people who get it, this will help. Think of it like military time. So like if one is Aries, right? If 13 o'clock is also one o'clock, 13 degrees is Aries. Does that make sense? Obviously that only goes up until 23, but it's the same concept. If that helps anyone, just at 24, it, you know, is 12, which is Pisces, and then 25 is 1, and then the cycle keeps going. That's one of the things that helps me remember it. Yeah, moral of the story, think of it a little bit like military time and that might help you remember it.
1: Another thing to know is that zero degrees is always the same as the sign that it's in. So zero degrees Taurus would be a Taurus degree. Zero degrees Cancer would be a Cancer degree. And that's like the only exception. And then like Jade was saying, one is Aries, two is Taurus, three is Gemini, and it goes on all the way until 29.
0: And also people view 29 degrees This is like outside of degree theory, but just important to know. But 29 degrees is a critical degree. A lot of times people will say it's like a culmination of energy. So if things feel very intense in the transits around the 29th degree, that could be why.
1: So just to recap, every degree is assigned to a different zodiac sign. One with Aries, two Taurus, and so on. Zero degrees is the same as the sign that it's in. 29 degrees is a special degree. And then you can use this when looking at your birth chart to see like what degree your moon is in or what degree your Mercury is in to get a little bit extra information about your own chart and yourself. And then in terms of the transits, you can use it as well to learn more about new and full moons, the eclipses, what degree a signs retrograde starts at and stuff like that. And our last
0: question is actually a question I think we get a good amount of times from a lot of different people in all areas of life, whether that is just on social media, friends asking this, people finding it from another like TikTok account. A lot of times people will ask this when it comes to like readings. And that question, which has been sent in on our Instagram from Rim Jim, I hope I said your name correctly. The question is, what is astrocartography? Think of astrocartography as like looking at a map. There's all these lines associated with the planets. And it's basically deciding if a planet is at a prominent position. Basically, why this matters is it helps you decide where in the world is the best place for you to either live, work, travel, start a family. There's so many things that you can use astrocartography for. Places where you feel the most spiritually enlightened, places that you shouldn't go to, and why. It pretty much tells you where certain planets' energy is really strong, whether it be within your own birth chart or just the energy of that planet, for example.
1: Yeah, it's also sometimes used for like everyday like life events or for people like politicians, influencers, other type of public figures, if you want to figure out their relationship to a specific location or country or something like that, if you're into some type of, I don't know, historical type of astrology, sometimes people also will use it for things like eclipses as well. It's really interesting. And like we were saying before, it's very much like based on the location like where something is happening like the city the state and uh, stuff like that so if you want to figure out how to do your own personal astro cartography, you can calculate it on astro.com under free horoscopes and it's called Astro Click Travel. I recommend the click version because if you're a beginner at this like I am, you can click on the different lines in different places on the map and it will give you a little mini horoscope and description And you can learn a little bit about that. Or even if you're like trying to travel somewhere or looking to go on like a vacation, you can go and look ahead of time to see what the astrology of that place says for you. Yeah, so just to
0: give a quick personal example, when I am clicking around on the map, I'll see, okay, I'm in New York, my sun line is here, my mercury line are here. I click on the New York area, and it's like, you're happy to be here. Things are great, blah, 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 which is true. I have never wanted to leave the area, ever. Never do. Don't know why. Now I do know why. But then when we went on vacation, if any of you have been listening long enough to know about Kara and I's trip to Spain, <laughs> you would see that there there was a Neptune line there, and I did get robbed. Neptune is, you know confusion, fogginess, but I also had a great time. I felt really connected to the area, but Neptune's also spirituality. So that's just an example of like somewhere where you live versus somewhere where you travel. You can use it the same way and just look at the lines. But if you're really serious about wanting to know more, maybe you're looking to move or you're going to have to relocate for a new job or you're looking to settle down and buy a house somewhere or even you're just about to book a vacation or maybe you're going to do a destination wedding, whatever it might be. I would strongly suggest getting a reading with a professional astrologer who specializes in astrocartography because they'll be able to look at your birth chart and the map itself and tell you what is the best location in the world for you to do whatever it is that you're looking to do. And someone who Kara and I really strongly recommend is Starry-Eyed Mystic on Instagram. Michaela is a fantastic astrocartography astrologer so strongly suggest booking if you're interested in that. Well, that's pretty much it, but before we go, some announcements. It's been a while since we've had announcements that are other than like rate review share. The announcements are, you may have noticed, I personally took a little hiatus from social media. We we were still posting, but you know, to be honest, they were pre-scheduled posts. Kara and I Have been very busy. You you knew this with grad school, among other things. And we're now in a place where we feel we're ready to get back out there and be active on social media again. So we're really, really excited to reconnect with you all on a much more personal level and get back out there producing more astrology content mostly on Instagram and TikTok. So we strongly suggest following us now at BLME, the stars on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you'll be able to communicate with us on a much more personal level and get some more astrology content outside of just the weekly podcast, which we're so thankful for for the fact that we're entering year three. This is going to be a good year. I really feel it strongly. I mean, it's about to be my third house perfection year. It's the podcast third house perfection year. These are all third house things. Things feel really good. And I'm really excited about what's to come. And I'm really thankful for everyone's support through everything, through talking about Mars retrograde in 2020 to Saturn Square Uranus in 2021 and, you know, everything else that's happening in 2022 and going on moving forward. It's been a pleasure and I'm so excited to keep
1: this going. (laughs) So thank you again. I am so excited to be using social media. Honestly, chatting with everyone when we asked you all to ask us questions was really fun. So I'm looking forward to this next year of the podcast i can't even believe that it's been three years but next week to give you a little heads up we have mercury re-entering gemini again that's its home sign so if you're virgo or gemini rising this will be a big and also fun time for you with your chart ruler being in its home sign and we also have the full moon in sagittarius these are the last transits of Gemini season. So you want to come and listen and enjoy the last few moments of Gemini season before we enter Jade season. I mean, cancer season.
0: I am so glad you said it because that's what I've been thinking. My season is coming up and I, no offense, Geminis, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Are you ready? This is year three. Let's go. This is amazing. We'll chat literally next week. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, seriously. Thank you. All right. See you all next Monday. Bye.